I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's an emergency. It is an emergency, Caitlin. Emergency. You can hear the sirens maybe in the background of my Brooklyn apartment. Once and not future apartment. Uh, I'm moving back to Manhattan. I'm thrilled to say. Thank God. Been too long. I'm moving back. Come back. I'm coming back. It's Brooklyn is overrated. I'm over it. Um, Also, I tried to play tennis this morning in sub 50 degree weather and my limbs just didn't work. So I think winter tennis is now officially indoors for me well um, have faith caitlin because i know that it's getting up to the mid to latter 60s in the next couple of days so there's still time for you no no no, no that's wrong it's gonna be 60 at most at most this fall forget it i'm i'm grappling i'm trying i'm liking fall more i'm watching a lot of tennis indoors but one thing that the tennis is giving is it's giving drama which is why we're recording an emergency podcast. I mean, really, truly, this is just like our weekly podcast, but it's more fun to call it an emergency pod because there's been some insane news based on former world number one, Simona Halep, testing positive for a banned substance very recently. Walk us through what has happened. Well, I mean, you're as... I mean, I, I mean I'm sort of speechless with it because... I'm so shocked by this because, and you know, I've tweeted about it. I've written my thoughts a little bit on the subject. Um, I mean, it's hard to know because until the full scale of, you know, what has happened comes out and what happened and how it happened, you know, I'll I'll sort of reserve complete judgment. But I have to say, Caitlin, like knowing Simona like I do, and I I think I know her fairly well, she's just a really good kid you know I don't know how to describe it you know somebody asked me on you know Twitter like you know who is the person to do this like you know everyone's like she's just not that person well and the the reason I say that is one I just I don't feel or see her as being somebody who would first of all ingest something that was maybe questionable to her body but also just she's just a pretty honorable kid. You know what I mean? And um, just from conversations I've had with her, she doesn't get into sensationalizing things. She, she doesn't really want to gossip. Like she just, she's just a good kid. So 
I just, I was so surprised by this. And my first thought was, you know, you know, she's got a new team over the last year. Um, you know, have they had her sort of, um, you know, taking a new supplement, which is very possible, Caitlin. And, is it? you know, if, even they don't know sort of like they didn't do research. I'm, I'm, I'm grasping at straws at this point. Um, because I just... Let me back up. Let me back up and just sort of walk through the news, which is very recently the international tennis integrity agent ha- announced that they were suspending Halep provisionally after she tested positive for the banned substance Roxadustat, which is also basically an anti-anemia medication. It, it trades under the brand name Avrenzo and it inhibits blah, 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 blah. Basically, it sounds like it makes more red blood cells, which obviously would be helpful. And it's one of these um, sort of like seemingly like endurance kind of aids where kind of similar to when I took um, the incredibly great meldonium uh, brand name Mildrenat's substance that got Maria Sharapova banned. I similarly had a great experience and got a lot, um, basically like a lot fitter and, and less stiff within a matter of days upon taking it. So this seems to be in that category where it's like, it makes your body feel better and it allows you to recover. She took the positive for it. And now that means she has, you know, she kind of already shut down her season. She'd already announced that she was, uh, you know, getting some rhinoplasty earlier this year. Cause I guess she'd had some breathing problems for a long time. Obviously this first year was her uh, maiden tour season with coach Patrick Maradoglu. So that kind of fills in some of the gaps based on what you were just saying, which is she's got a new team. She's had some ups and downs with that team this year. And I think the reason that so many people are shocked, including Patrick Moradoglu, who is her new coach, who came out and very, to me, very uh, strenuously objected to the idea that she would ever cheat, which is in line with what you just said, which is anybody in the tennis space is really baffled by how this happened. Now, let me ask you, is there are people, I won't ask you to name them, but there are people on the tour where if they tested positive, you'd be like, yeah, sure. That makes sense. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah. I think, look, if, if there was some that tested positive, you'd be like, okay, okay. Like, you know, and, and I'm not going to say names, but uh, obviously you would be like, oh, that sort of makes sense. You know, they had an incredible rise for a year and then they disappeared. You know what I mean? Like, or, right. you know, they played great for two years and was ranked in top 10 and now they've never been seen again. Like maybe, maybe that's possible. But I think the thing that really, um, helped me also feel better about me sort of thinking that this is an error in judgment and not a, yeah, let's do this. I want to cheat, you know, physically is, you know, Darren Cahill's Instagram um, message that he put out when he strenuously said every time or any time she was taking something, whether it was for who knows, like a cold or a sickness or whatever, you know, and, and, and players do have to do this all the time, Caitlin, whenever they're taking anything for a sickness or an ailment or any kind of something going on in their lives, you know, and it could be, it could be something medically that a doctor says, well, you've got this now, so you need to take that. You know, the first thing you say is, is it banned? And, you know, Darren said on a, a very strenuously, I think way more than what Patrick said. I mean, he said she... I mean, he gave instances of when she did take something, she 
adamantly said three or four times, is this okay? Is it on the ban list? Can I take it? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I mean, he was around her more than anybody has in the last decade. And he said that's how she would approach anything that she was putting into her system. So I don't understand why, you know, someone who was around her for, you know, a good four or five years, you know, it, it makes a statement like that that adamantly says she was very, very on top of making sure that it was okay to then all of a sudden, you know, being positive for something, it just seems out of, out of, you know, not context, but out of character for her to, well, you know, to have to put something in her system. She's a veteran, right? Like if she were, it's hard to imagine. It is kind of similar to the, um, to the chess scandal that has been capturing everyone's imagination, which is probably, uh, aside from the Queen's Gambit, the first time you can say that chess has captured the world's imagination, at least recently, you know, with respect to like Bobby Fischer, like, yeah. or Gary Kasparov, the fact that this guy came out of nowhere, won a whole bunch of chess tournaments with very sketchy moves and sort of weird behavior that not very many people had seen before is a good example of when something feels off, somebody comes out of nowhere, is playing incredible. And then when you think, huh, could it be possible that they were cheating, which now this guy has been, um, you know, obviously like scandalized, uh, you know, this, this scandal has, has sensationalized the entire chess universe. It seems pretty likely that guy was cheating. Simona Halep is not somebody who came onto the scene yesterday. She's won a handful of grand slams. She's won Wimbledon and the French open. And she's been, you know, pretty consistently in the top 10 or 20, at least for a decade. Right. Like, yeah, this yeah. is, it is a little bit weird to think that right now, right here you know but doping i don't know doping in in sports is so strange like especially with tennis like a lot of times it's been you know some of these things are uh legal one day and then not the next which is why i really defended maria sharapova when she got tested for meldonium tested positive and it was right within a month's time of the drug being deemed illegal so it had gone from being safe and over the counter to not not um you know not allowed and then it was still maybe in her system even though she had stopped taking it we don't know like we don't know what the shelf life is we don't know what the metabolism time is and you know i took the drug it obviously was great but to me that always like seemed a little bit harsh um and they were making an example out of her you know richard gasquier got busted with you know cocaine in his system but he said he kissed someone at a nightclub Obviously, Sarah Arani's really, really famous one. You know, mm -hmm. my mom's tortellini. Like what? Like you know, it fell in the medication, fell in the tortellini, and that like. Right? I, How Italian is that? It's also definitely not true. Like, <laughs> definitely not true. Well, so that's a good example, right? Um, you know, she had a phenomenal year or two. You know, got to number two in the world. Yeah, she was like two some finals, didn't she? Didn't she make a final of at least she one? She made the French final? Open. She made right. the French Open final. And everyone was like, well, like, well, I mean, good player, but, you know, she, she can't even serve anymore. So, I mean, and, and I, I mean, I like, I like Sarah. We're, we're buddies, but it's like, well, that was a bit dodgy. Yeah. Um, and, so you know, that was somebody who kind of came out of nowhere for about two or three years. It was just lighting the world on fire. I mean, she was winning singles and doubles and, like, grand slams and every, I mean, it was crazy. So, I mean, uh, who's to know, right? Who's to know? And you, you can speculate all you want. I mean, this, but this situation with Simona, I just, she's such, she's a shy kid and, and, and like, um, 
and a good kid. And, you know, I, the transformation in the last, you know, uh, there's definitely a change, you know, with, um, you know, her team. That That is a question that is inevitably has been asked a lot of over the last month now um, about that because, you know, unfortunately for Patrick and his team, they're, they're, they're a part of it now. And he's going to adamantly have to sort of, or his team are going to have to, I'm sure at some point that someone's going to get thrown under the bus there. Um, and, you know, but Simone is the one that's going to pay the price. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind, we're not going to be seeing her for about two years. Um, if, if we ever see her again, I, I, I think it's a, it's a sad story in tennis. I think there's no way of getting around this. Um, and because it was in her system and, I, and there's play devil's advocate because I, yeah. I just, you know, if you, we list players who've been tagged for banned drugs, I mentioned, and again, tagged is sort of, I'm using that word is doing a lot of work in this sentence because like in some cases, there was a positive test, but no real repercussions. In other cases, it was like a big deal. Like we're talking about like luminaries of the game, like Mats Villander, Maria Sharapova, Marin Cilic, Martina Hingis, Richard Gasquet, who I mentioned earlier, you know, Beatrice Haddad Maya. Like these are like a lot of players. There yeah. are also a lot of players. Um, you know, if you look up the, the use exemption players, players like Serena Williams, players like uh, Bethany Maddox-Sands who are taking medications with with permission of of uh the authorities sometimes because they might have a cold or maybe they have an underlying medical condition and need ritalin which i've heard is pretty pervasively used on both tours by men and women which maybe all yeah, of them I, have should a, take, I, I should take, take ritalin. ritalin you definitely need ritalin jesus like imagine what that could do for you if you have severe attention deficit disorder and it's related you know cousins like adhd maybe that gets you to baseline but if you have a mild case maybe you're at an advantage right like so i i'm not wholesale although i have in one of my more provocative twitter provocations made the case that like i'm not sure doping matters all that much which i don't necessarily know if i mean but i i definitely feel like the gray area here is just massive massive like is it possible Simona Halep was taking something without intending to cheat, but the gray area of whether this was going to be a problem or not was big enough that it seemed like, oh, well, that's the cold medication I always take, or like, oh, I always take this for my cramps. Like, is there a world in which it's not, it, it definitely doesn't feel black and white to me on the outside. Is there a world in which in the tour, it, it's also similarly a gray area? Is it possible that somebody's yeah. not intending I, I, I would to do like outright cheating, like I'm going to inject steroids into my veins, but rather like, oh, you know what? I have a Ritalin prescri pr prescription already. So why wouldn't I just like double dose on the days I have matches so I can like really focus? Like, is that cheating? Under the strictest well, definition, absolutely. Yeah, but it is. Under I mean, other definitions, I, I'm pretty sure that's happening from what well, I've I think, widespread. I, I, well, I think in the long term, like, you know, when you, you think about Maria, for example, um, you know, and a lot of people suspected like that, uh, you know, it, it helped the long, you took it, you know what, what it's like, you know, when you get to the third set, you're feeling pretty good because you're not as, 
you're not as exhausted. So sure. that's an advantage, you know, and I can, I know, you know, one of our very good friends, uh, Andrea Pekovic and different players like that are like, Jesus, no wonder I was fucking tired in the third set and she was fine. Like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? So, so yeah, there's definitely was and could be an advantage um, in taking something that somebody else is not taking. Now, absolutely for years and years, she was taking that and it was not on the banned substance list. So yeah, so where's the gray area then? All of a sudden it is what you've just finally discovered that it can help you and help you breathe better and help you, you know, have longevity on the court. Mm, okay, well, that should have probably been looked at earlier. Um, but if not, then it's absolutely okay. And she was co completely in her rights to do it, as was every other player. So, yeah, I think the gray area comes down to how much did it help you on the court against me, right? Yeah. So, you know. You, you know, cocaine in the system, Hingis and Gasquet, and they, eh, probably not going to help me, right? Probably or if it not. has moments of helping you, it's definitely going to have moments of actively not, not helping. helping. So, I mean, I think players would be like, yeah, no big deal. Like, Hingis is in the Hall of Fame, but she had a drug, you know, but it was cocaine. Yeah. So it's just like, eh, fine. You know, whereas Sharapova, you know, and I got into trouble with um, her agent for saying this. And I like Maria and she worked her ass off. And listen, she, you know, achieved a tremendous amount in her career. But I said, on, I said, what are the Hall of Fame going to do? Because she's technically the first player, well, now second, to be a lock in the Hall of Fame. That now what are the Hall of Fame going to do? Because they've never had to deal with this in the past. And so now they have two lock Hall of Famers in Maria Sharapova and Simona Halep that have been... Um, you know, credibly accused and in one case in Maria's and soon to be, I'm sure in Simona's case, yeah. of being banned from the tour for taking a PED. So they're very different to, you know, getting caught, you know, snorting coke. Like that's a different situation. And players would be like, oh, who cares? But the PED is a whole different story. That's when players would have gotten pissed off. And I know a lot of players and I've spoken to a lot of players in, in Maria's case that were just were angry about that, you know, about at some point they didn't realize how much it was helping her clearly. And with um, Simona now, unfortunately, until, you know, the, this, this has come to a conclusion, players are going to have to wait and see. Um, but, you know, the respect level for Simona in her ability to be hanging matches, you know, that's sadly going to be questions. And, that, and that's what I said about Maria, you know, sadly her, her, her results prior to her ban will be questioned. And I said at the time, sadly, because, you know, still got to hit the ball on the court, right? You still got to manage the way you play tennis and your anxieties and all that sort of stuff. But certainly we all know when you get exhausted, you make some pretty terrible decisions on the tennis court. And, you know, there's no question that that would have helped her. I got roundly, roundly, roundly criticized. Even friends came out of the woodwork to say that I was being a bonehead, which is... With what? Simona? No, with just the idea that, like, who cares about doping? Like, this oh, yes. is such a waste of everybody's time. Like, I, because for me, it's, like, just one big gray area. Um, but I do think, you know, and also the thing about tennis, unlike a sport that is so reliant on speed or so reliant on power, it's, like, if I'm going to be facing off in a huddle and, like, we're playing rugby or American football and the person across from me has been juicing and their body is going to train wreck mine like yeah if it's a situation where like oh you know what tennis is still really 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 hard and you still have to make not only technique wise like a, a good showing but you also have to you know deploy good shot selection keep your wits about you 
you know, stay in the moment, stay present. Like it, to me, sometimes feels like it's not, it's so skills-based that it's less important if you are taking drugs or not. However, I think the point you just made makes me reconsider that stance because you do make terribly stupid decisions if you're tired and being tired is such a disadvantage that it is really hard to not to argue that if you're taking a drug like roxadust, which is what Simona was caught within her system or meldonium or one of these other ones that like increases the efficiency at which your body operates, basically, you, you don't have a massive, massive advantage. So I, I think I'm sort of walking it back, although I might not, I might just leave it up on Twitter to, to keep provoking people. Um, so, you know, I don't know that I have the answers, but it does seem like this is pretty bad. Um, and I guess what I want to push you on is Simona's been preemptively banned. The world is pretty divided. Pam Shriver started going after Patrick Maradoglu. Uh, others have been more cautious. I was really happy to see the PTPA maybe be useful for once, which is saying that they're going to investigate and try to get some clarity. Like all of these different agents and governing bodies, what a great time it would be. No time like the present, everybody to just get all aligned in everybody's shit together and like make some, I don't know, protections or clear rules or I don't know. Like, do you see there being any upside here where we could maybe, you know, use this as a teachable moment and actually get the tours to do something, I don't know, better or more, more player friendly. Oh, I mean, you ask the player that's just been accused. Absolutely. Right. Um, and there's no question like we, you know, it's funny because we had a, we had our tit for tat yin yang moment last week, you know, talking about Iga Shiantek and sort yeah. of like, was that hindrance or not? And I said, well, I went to the rule book. Well, which rule book did I go to? Well, I went to all of them, Caitlin, and they were all friggin' different. <laughs> so, you know, that is a perfect personification of the complete and utter mess of professional tennis. Right. And tennis in general is that we aren't under one umbrella. So, yes, this would be a teachable moment for the tours to come together for sure. In my opinion, the ATP and WTA almost should join. I think it would be a stronger um, asset for everybody. Um, and I think in circumstances like this, there's no question that you would have an aligned group of players and player representatives, you know, going after and fighting for the players, um, as opposed to like having to go through the tournaments and the agencies and the Grand Slams and the ITF. I mean, God, it's like, I, I, I can't even think about how many entities there are in tennis. So, so yeah, absolutely. This would be a great opportunity to have a players union that really sticks behind its players. And also if a player is deemed to be in the wrong, to be able to stand up for the other players, right? That, that have been right. screwed over in this situation. If somebody has knowingly taking a drug that, you know, we didn't think they were. That's so, a really uh, yeah, and, I mean, so this could be a, this, this is a positive and a negative possibly for Simona, right? Simona would have people behind her that would support her and players would support her and, um, until proven absolutely guilty until we know what and how this happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also strange to think that ahead of the U S open when players have got to know, that's like the most stringent time you're going to be tested. I mean, I know that having been, tested many times as i'm sure you have i know you oh, have too like, many times like we we got disproportionately tested when i was on the women's tennis team at college because they had to meet a quota of 
urine tests and they weren't keen to knock on the doors of all the football and basketball players. So the women's ah, team I wonder why. was over-indexed in the results when tests were randomized. So I remember getting almost monthly uh, for some of the years, like a, a drug test. And, you know, like the only thing that was in my system was like, you know, Keystone light beer. So there wasn't really much to, to, you know, but like I certainly wasn't, um, you know, doping. And I think occasionally people would get caught with marijuana, which to me, if you're a D1 athlete, who's able to play using marijuana, like more, more power to you, like, great, you know, hats off. So I've always had this like sort of weird distrust of drug tests, not because I don't think people should be playing fairly just because I don't know how we draw the lines and what those lines are. That said, there is no way you go into a grand slam, not knowing the way that at the beginning of the school year, every single athlete on every single team for the NCAA requirements knew that we were going to get drug tested. Like yeah. you, you don't have, there's no mystery to that. And so the fact that she got, got is so crazy to me. Um, and she seems pretty spun out for, it. I mean, I don't want to pile on here, but like, you know, in addition to the other stuff that I, that we talked about, like she lost in the first round to a, a, like somebody who'd never won a professional tennis match. Um, you know, she got a divorce, like it's, she's got a new coach. Like, it seems like whatever's going on with Simona is like pretty strange, you know, like, I don't know how to make sense of it. Yeah. I mean, me, me neither. And I, I listen, I mean, obviously if, 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 if it's true and she was taking it and unbeknownst you know, to anybody, uh, then as I said in the original tweet, you know, this is terrible. Um, but the second tweet was more about how I really feel like I really, I'm, I'm shocked. And I just, I want to believe that. Um, and I said it in the tweet, I just can't believe that she would take something like this knowingly. And I really do believe that. And look, she she's been tested at, at nauseum, like every other top player has been tested at tournaments. Um, you know, at home, like the amount of times I got knocks on my door at 6.30 in the morning because that was my allotment time of like when I was home. And it is, and you are literally on every single day, you have to tell WADA where you are every day. And so, you know, if for some reason you decide to go and visit a friend for the night and you forget to change your WADA form and they come knocking on your door, boom, that's one, you know, they say that that's one mark against you and you have three and you're out. And that's happened a couple of times to players. I got to two one time. And mainly because I was, I drove somewhere and I forgot, you know, that about my, I mean, it's, it's not fun. You know, you, you're monitored every single day while you're a professional athlete. So I don't know. I just, yeah. Remember that whole thing where um, famously they couldn't like Alizé Cornet wouldn't come to the door or like she was like sleeping or something. And Wada was like outside and they're like, well, we knocked three times. So now you're in trouble. She was like, no, but I was in the shower. Like you cannot, you know, you, I did not use the doorbell or whatever it was. It was well, like, and it's, and it's possible. I mean, I was, possible. I, was... I actually took her side as I often do, where I was like, well, this sounds like a reasonable, you guys didn't try very hard. And now she's, well, you could have me one time where I was driving back from Orlando when I was living in Tampa and I was driving back from Orlando where my fitness trainer was and it's an hour drive and uh they just turned up to my house and my gate i was in a gated community the gate called me it's like oh people from blah 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 here to test you to you know said that they're here to test you or something i was like fuck i was like i'm a half an hour away and thank god i had to pee so bad in the car i didn't stop and pee because that would have been a nightmare but literally i was like tell them i'm on my way i'm on my way you know i'm 20 minutes away or they would have just gone yeah too bad and given me a, a you know mark on my thing and i got there and i literally this sitting on my front porch of my house and I like ran in and I was like I didn't even talk and I was like just give me the friggin' thing I peed in it quickly and I was like like get out of here but 
you know, if I, let's say I didn't pick up the phone or let's say I wasn't next to the phone um, or I missed a call, which happens right. to everybody or right. I didn't have my finger on or who knows, you know, or, or I was still working out in the gym. Um, I would have had a mark against me. Now, what if that was my third time and I completely forgot, like that happens quite a bit. So, I mean, obviously it's very different. This situation is she was tested and both her samples were positive. So, you know, yeah, I want to, I want to hold judgment. I like Simone a lot. I think she's a really good kid. Um, and I just, I find it really hard, as I said in the tweet, and I'll probably leave it at this until all the rest comes out. I just can't believe she would knowingly take something like that. Yeah. I want to sort of, now I want to play devil's advocate and then I want to let you go because you have a very new thing on the horizon that I want to give you a chance to talk about a little bit if you are so inclined. But I just, after all this effort and all these employees and all these people chasing, you know, you and others down, like, do we have a coherent, fair sport that has made all this worth it? Like, is WADA doing a good job? Is it, is this a good use of anybody's time or effort? Maybe the answer is yes, and it keeps the sport as fair as it can be, and I should fuck off, but it doesn't feel like that. Uh, I think there's so many holes in the system, Caitlin, but I think it's necessary in some respects to at least have some kind of a boundary around safety and personal safety for the players and also not having, you know, look, players with a lot of money can afford certainly doctors and people that can help them. And, you know, the also rands that are not making the money that, you know, top players making, you know, it's very hard for them to sort of, I would say, cheat and get away with it. Um, so, uh, look, I think it's it's an it's not a perfect system. It will probably never be a perfect system. I think drug cheats will always be ahead of the ahead of you know, WADA. I mean, just look at Icarus. I mean, you just watch that show and you'll realize like what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I think look, there's probably a lot of players that have left the game or you know gone. Oh, maybe I shouldn't take that anymore because maybe I will get caught. So you know, there are boundaries on everything now, and I think that as much it's not a it's not a perfect system, but it's probably sadly the the best one that we have. Well, the good news is for me, I don't get drug tested for anything. So I'm going to see if I can get my hands on this stuff and see what it ha what happens. Well, we love when you do that, Caitlin. It's also true. I mean, I really mean it. So that's, yeah. Um, okay. So on to happier topics and then I'll let you go because you need to run out the door. Can you, what can you say about your newest endeavor? Uh, you to talk about it? Well, we're um, um, exploring a sports show on Amazon um, every day, five days a week. So um, stay tuned on that. I'll, uh, I'll let you know. And maybe by next week, I'll have a firmer concept and idea of um, what it looks like and how it's going. And, um, but yeah, you're going to be seeing me a little bit more on the old boob tube. I'm still going to be doing all of my ESPN stuff at Grand Slam. So I look forward to all you guys uh, always seeing me on ESPN. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a new world for me. Um, and I think I'll feel more comfortable in about a week giving you more updates on it. But uh, it's definitely something that I'm excited about. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you as ever for checking in, uh, Stubbsy. Good luck on today's dress rehearsal. And starting next week, we can watch you on Amazon. Is there any more information about where we can find you or should we wait till next week to really roll it out? Just get onto that Amazon Prime app and you will probably see my name somewhere there um, next week. Amazing. All right. Until soon. Thank you as ever. And uh, I'll see if I can get my hands on some banned substances. Yeah, we, we like that for you, Caitlin. We like that for you. <laughs> okay. Fire okay. Bye.
This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.